What up, though? This is your boy, Chill B, and this is the Chill Bravado Podcast, where I bring you a series called Laker 86-team, where we cover the grind of an 82-game season, and it takes 16 wins to get the chip in the end. We know we are now in the offseason, so we have things to talk about now. Before the drought comes, we have summer league play going on, so we're going to talk about our baby Lakers. We're going to talk about some of these guys and what, you know, what they've done so far in summer league. I think we have one more summer league game left. Um, last night we beat up on the Clippers. Um, so that was fun to watch, but it was a little shaky for certain guys, but we're going to talk about them first though. We got to talk about all the guys who got the super max or the max contracts and the big money contracts and the opportunity to continue to play the sport that they love and love to get paid playing. So we'll talk about that, man. We'll, we'll pick out some guys and I'll tell you my likes, dislike about the games, what they've done so far in their careers. And just what I see moving forward are, you know, this are, are they really, you know, up for super max potential, superstardom in the future, up and rising guys? We don't know. We'll talk about it. These guys were getting paid big money to entertain um, not only us, you know, um, those watching from home, those people who are in those actually in those arenas, as well as provide for their families. So we're here to have fun talking about my thoughts my humble opinion on the game of some of these big time players as well as some summer league action. I'm excited. Let's go. All right, I'm your boy Chill, and let's get right into it. We're going to talk about super max contracts and max contracts extensions, you know, rookie extensions, all of these things. So just, just understand that a designated veteran player extension, also known as the super max, that's what that is. Then you have our gigantic rookie max extensions that are not far behind that dollar amount. So we're going to kind of, you know, differentiate the people who got the rookie max extension and the super max guys, you know, the veterans who been in the league for a little bit. So it's separate type of things, you know? So let's get into the first one. Um, this man, his extension is the largest contract in NBA history by both total value and average annual value. So you have coming in with the designated veteran player extension, also known as the super max for five years is Nikola Jokic, better known as the Joker this man has, you know, pretty much set himself up to be pretty, pretty good in his family. He's pretty good, you know, and I think he's well-deserved in that market of Denver because really, come on, this guy right now, and he's been everything for them throughout the injuries, through his, you know, coming in and, and just being young player and just developing into this, you know, superstar-like ability that he has. I, for one now let's get to the part where we break down how I feel about him. I don't feel he's a superstar, but there's levels to this. He is a top tier star at his best. Um, what he's able to do at his position, being the best big in the league, him and Embiid, you can convince me either way, but Joker is definitely right there at the top, man. His ability to pass the basketball, his ability just to finish, um, you know, phys physically through contact, um, impressed with his ability to play games. You know, I feel like one of the biggest lies that we were told is the best 
ability is availability. That is true, but only to a certain group. Because if Nick Young is playing 82 games for when he played with the Wizards, or even when he was in Golden State, does that ability of availability even move the needle for that team? Like, does it make them better or worse? Not really. Like, he's not a guy who's, if he's there 82 games, he's going to, like, set your franchise up for a successful run. But, you know, Joker being able to play as many games he's played, him trimming down, slimming down, you can tell he's worked on his body in this process. I really don't like when people tell guys they need to go in the summer and work on this and work on that. Well, this, it's impossible to work on everything in one summer. If if a guy has a bad shooting year, we, we assume he has been working on his game or he's not shooting in the gym, blah, blah, blah. Maybe he just had a bad year. But over courses of years, if we see that this guy obviously is not getting better at shooting, I feel like we all have, you know, a peak at every <clears throat> skill set that we have. Some guys physically are going to peak out. So they have to rely on more than just, you know, their physicality. Now they have to be more skillful, you know. Uh, you know, athleticism is going to wear down eventually, so they have to continue to get their skills better. Um, Joker is not known as athletic at all. So his ability to be effective at, at, at his pace, at his size, is, is sort of none. So I like that Denver did this for him. He's not a superstar in my mind. I don't really know if he wins a championship with Denver. Um, is that the Murray, Porter Jr., Joker... And they then you know, like, is that really going to hold up? Are we going to get some peak years out of those three together? Or are we going to have another situation where you got a group together that, you know, up and coming that just never got over the bar? But I feel like that team should be very good, should should be a, a team we put in the top part of the Western Conference and should make it that much more competitive. Um, yeah, man, Joker, well-deserved. I appreciate it. Now we move on to Bradley Bill, who got his extension. Um, five-year extension, and when I look at Bill, I'm not going to name every single dollar amount these guys got. It's just too much. I'm going to mess that up trying to say that, but what this guy was able to get, I feel like he's just going to be a guy who gets buckets for 82 games, potentially, and then we'll see if that team makes it to the playoffs, but that's about it. Like, Bradley Bill is fine with hooping, getting paid, and, and doing great work in that community. I've never really been a big fan of Bradley Beal's game. Like, he can hoop and he can score, but at the same time, it's not like I'm just dying to watch him play because I wish he would get to a team where he could have, you know, meaningful basketball every year. Like, I'm, I feel like we're being robbed of him being next to another star or, you know, being next to a big market. You know, like, in, being in a big market, I should say. And I just feel like, unfortunately... It's fortunate he's getting paid, but unfortunately, we're never going to really see him being competitive games, competitive basketball because he's stuck in Washington. Unless they figure out a way, which they have not, to get somebody next to him running mate, you know, running mate with him. I don't know, man. Like, then he has to stay healthy. And I just feel like his game's not going to be fully appreciated by the fans, casual fans, and fans of other teams and not Washington. We're not going to appreciate him as much until we see him in those critical moment, big time moment, playoff moments. Could you imagine this guy being in a in a series? And I mean, you got a guy who's a threat to you know get a bucket at all three levels. He can he can shoot, he can get to the cup. He's great free throw shooter. Like 
Bradley Bill's it, man. But unfortunately, I feel like we're just going to watch him wither away in Washington, and it's fine. Him and Dane, they both can do that. They can stay where they at. I feel like Portland is trying to make strides to get better. But we'll talk about Dame another day. You know, but right now, Bradley Bill, his game appreciated, but soon forgotten until he hangs it up and we look back and say, hey, man, Bill had it all. His package, he's in his bag. He can score just for a bad team, you know, or our average team, you know, whatever. Next, we're going to the Suns as you got the designated veteran player extension, the Supermax for Devin Booker for four years. Now, the Suns have to do that because Booker is a guy who they really want to build around. Like he's young enough. He's lethal enough offensively where you know you can put things around him. It's already shown when you put the team they had around him this year and the year in the year before, and and the way that that machine operated with CP3 and him and and all these guys and even eight, even though he's probably on his way out. Like man, like the Suns were a problem. I feel like even though they collapsed in the playoffs, they were really a threat for for Golden State. And I would have loved to seen that Suns team go up against Golden State in the conference final, Western Conference Finals. That would have been fun to watch. It'd been a lot of star power, either way, veterans and just shot for shot makers. And but unfortunately, we, we kind of robbed it because the Suns couldn't bring it home. It's not our fault that the Suns couldn't figure it out. But Devin Booker's a guy who I feel like he can get, he knows how to manipulate and get calls. He's going to get to the free throw line. I feel like his ability to get, you know, that pull-up jumper off it, you know, he has the size to do it. Um, even though I've always looked at him defensively and been like, man, he's still been a serviceable team defender. Like, he, you can't play him off the floor. Like, you're not going to play him off the floor. He's not going to be a great defender. But he's he's he can defend good enough where – you're not just going to say, we got to get him out of there because he can't stay in front of a guy. Nah, he, he he's came a long way and made the right strides because, A, he's supposed to be the you know the star that he is. Um, he's not a superstar either to me, but the star that he is, he ain't supposed to be out here, you know, being the super two-way guy. This is not him. If he was a, he if he could do that, he'll be a superstar, you know, in my eyes. Probably not, but he, he'll be in that top tier of stars, which I think he's very much in that realm so I like Devin Booker's – when he gets hot and he just starts hitting, you know, dropping just threes and, and getting in, getting in a lane and and even occasionally getting a dunk, man. It normally it's against my Lakers, so I feel a type of way when he gets hot. Only thing that bothers me is that, A, he just whines too much, and then, B, it's like if his jumper's not on, like he doesn't provide much else to your team. Um Nah, not really. Haven't really seen leadership quality yet. Cause I mean, you got CP3 there, so you don't really have to worry about that. But I'm pretty sure he's a leader, and 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 does it by example in his own certain way. Just haven't seen it, so we can't say he doesn't have that. So we enjoy watching, you know, what Book is able to do for the Suns. And I just love to root against them. But when they win and he's cooking, I'd be like, hey, baby Clay Thompson, um, light skinned dudes rule the world, and they won again. Unfortunately, we have to get back, right, guys? Come on, y'all. But next, we go to the designated veteran player extension, Supermax, for four years, Carl Anthony Towns. Okay? Yeah. And we're going to talk about him, and then I want to kind of talk about him and Gobert together. So, Carl and Rudy together. What an old man combination. Sounds like a Twin Tower set. 
um, Twin Cities. We'll, we'll call them something different. But yeah, man, you ha- again, it's Minnesota. You have to do this. You can't let him leave. You can't give up on your stars, you, especially your, your top level stars. A big who's able to put it on the floor a little bit, shoot the three, um, wants to shoot the three. And it kind of makes me think, you know, him playing a four with, with Rudy, I'm, I want to see this. I, I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know when the team starts switch hunting. Like, is that like, or is Rudy going to be able to cover up all that? Is he going to be motivated? Is Ant going to be able to, you know, like, where's is the spacing going to really be great enough? Is Cat going to make people pay if they want to sag off on him? Like, what is what is Rudy's role offensively? Like, and I and I want to go. I want to look at the whole roster when we get down to the nitty and the gritty. Like, what? Who starts? But it's gonna be fun. But just going back to Cat. Cat personally, you know, he he had he has the finesse label on him. People call him soft. You know, I I felt like he definitely took a step forward this year as far as just kind of looking more competitive. I think Pat Bev rubbed off on him, or just and you know he had that kind of same spirit. So I liked it, but I, I got a love hate for it because he done it against my Lakers and he was trying to play Russ when he shot the air ball and you know these guys crying like they wanted the chip. You know Pat did. When they got got the Clippers in the playing game, and they got themselves, and I felt like they did a great job against Memphis. They just boneheaded it up. They couldn't finish the job. I was talking, you know, to my homies, my friends, and we was kind of all discussing that that series. And some people thought they was gonna do it, and I was like, Nah, they're, they're not gonna finish them off. They're just gonna get in their own way. But they put out here a recipe that Ja is gonna have to hit a jumper. He's gonna have to get, you know, less, you know, one dimensional. And I felt like because the length they had and, and they got rid of some of that length Minnesota did, but in Vanderbilt, but I feel like Cat, he, he's definitely worth the giving this money to because you Minnesota, you're not getting a lot of big time free agents. So when you are marking like this, you have to do this. And then you make this crazy trade when you put Rudy with him. I mean, who knows what it's going to look like, but I'm here for it. I mean, I like seeing things like this because even if it don't work, I'm just enjoying the journey of why didn't it work? Or if it does work, how did this work? And why did nobody else think to do this again? You know, so I'm curious to that. Moving along, Zach Levine, he got an extension for five years with the Bulls. Uh, then we, we kind of knew he wasn't going anywhere. All the Laker rumors and roars. It was like Lakers have no way to get this man any money. So that was what it was. A lot of people I've talked to don't really, you know, feel highly on Zach Levine. I like Zach. I want to see him now. With a full healthy roster with the Bulls. I don't believe the Bulls are some contender. I just don't, I don't have enough faith and trust and I don't have enough eye test, you know, in that team. You know, they got my boy Alex Caruso. So that hurt, that sucks. So I'm here for that, you know, seeing Alex do his thing. But um, Zach Levine's got to show us, one, proved us again that he's the flying, bouncy athlete who can shoot the tray ball and, and he can be effective because they, they pounced on the Lakers one game early in the season. They ran us up and out of the gym. So they definitely have the ability to to do some things and make some noise and make the playoffs and, and, and do well. But I don't know if Zach Levine's, you know, I know he's not a superstar and he's not a top-tier star, but you have to pay him like that because he's young enough, still got enough, you know, you know, just bounce. In, in, in his legs where you know you get some good quality years if he stays healthy let's see how they piece it together let's see if Lonzo can get back healthy the Rosen can he have an, another year where he can still play like that I just don't buy this team we'll talk about that during our team breakdowns and 
care to disagree with me, but I'm higher on Zach Levine than my peers, but not that much higher. I think he has to give us a good year of health and show us that, you know, DeRozan got a lot of the shine. So let's see him come in healthy, make us, just remind us that, you know, the athlete you are. Now we get to our designated rookie extension for five years with John Morant. I don't have to go on too much about this. Got to do this. His guy is box office, as Stephen A would say. He's not a superstar to me. Um, he's an up-and-coming rising star. It's at the highest, highest level. If you, if you, if I do say so myself, um, has to get the mid-range game to help him keep from falling on the floor. He scares me. Um, I'm glad that he's actually as tiny as he is, it's probably better. Um, I always tell people too, you know, the power jumpers like D Wade and Derrick Rose scare me more because you know it's just so much power and force they coming going up and coming down with. Ja, he just has to watch how he lands and he has to really you know protect his body. And 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 once he gets that little pull up game going, the jumper, oh, it's a, it's a wrap. I mean, the three ball is going to go in here and there. I don't never expect him to be a great three point shooter, but respectful enough. But when he's able to get that that in that mid-range game in the playoffs and, and he learns his spots that he know he can get to and get an open look without much, you know, contest. Josh's going to be even better than he already is. And then, of course, let's not let's not forget we have designated rookie extension for five years, Pelican Zion Williamson. I'm talking to a friend of mine and he was telling me um, I wouldn't, I've been hesitant to give it to him. I'm like, the Pelicans have to do this just to sell tickets and seats you have to have him he's like nah if he ain't healthy who gonna buy i'm like trust me if right now you, you can't you, you have to bet on that you have to risk it okay you, you have to pay this man you can't get him a reason to get upset and leave and all that stuff you put things in the contract that saves you from you know injuries and whatnot so i'm pretty sure there's a lot of english and, and, you know, language in there that's going to help protect the Pelicans with that deal. And I heard things about it, but I'm not here for that. So, with Zion, his game is, I just need to see it again. Like, it's not really, I don't know how to judge it because we didn't get to see a lot of it. I mean, we know he has to get shoot better and blah, blah, blah. But his, his field goal percentage was amazing. And his ability to finish around the rim is going to always be there. So, now let's just see, can he put together healthy seasons? And let's start with this first one back from injury and, and with the success that the Pelicans had and the things they have around now, man, the Pelicans could be a team that go from being a playing team to being a seven, six, five seed. I doubt I get that high. Six, seven seed. So it's, it's, it should be a lot of fun watching those guys get together in jail because B.I. Brandon Ingram, you know, you know, CJ, it's just a lot of fun with the Pelicans. I'm, I'm glad for it, even though they got a little hate for AD and the Lakers, but it's all good. We all we all won. There's Garland got the designated rookie extension for five years for the Cavaliers, another player who I felt like I didn't get to see enough of. But when I got to watch him on League Pass, I was very much impressed. His ability just to have that thing on a yo-yo. And his, he's, a, he's a guy. They're building something in Cleveland. So only thing I say now is just to be continued. Like, I'm not going to judge him right now. It's, sky's the limit for that guy. I'm looking forward to watching. Damon Lillard gets a two-year extension. He he links up, makes sure the Trailblazers know he's all in, so they're in, and I'm just glad to see Dame happy. If he's happy, I'm happy, because I'm a Dame fan. I love him. I love his game. I love what he does. Don't know if I love Portland, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, I'm glad that him and CJ are not split up now, because I just put 
I don't think they correct it because now you have Anthony Simons and they're probably going to play together. And yeah, he's probably going to be in the small backcourt again. Like, I just want him to get around some size. And unfortunately, that's just not going to happen. And moving right along to another smaller guy is Jalen Brunson. I, we know he got through free agency. He went to the Knicks, got the big four-year deal, um, roughly $105 million plus incentives. So that's what's being reported. And I'm just like, I'm glad he got his bag because I just knew in Dallas it wasn't going to work. Him and Luka, I just don't see that being a championship winning backcourt because if you pay him that much money, he can't come off the bench anymore. He can't really, you have, you got to feature him in some way. I don't know if you want to take the ball out of Luka's hands. So, eh, I mean, going to the Knicks, man, do your thing, get your money. I like his game. I, if you listen to me, you know how I feel about little guards. So during the regular season, Jalen Brunson be fine in the playoffs if they have the right people around him, which we know the Knicks are probably not going to make the playoffs. But it said it was on a playoff roster. Having bigger wings with him and a rim protector, guys who can, you know, watch his back on the defensive end, and having another playmaker will help out because, you know, you don't want a guy like him to wear down because when the smaller guards start to wear down, it shows a lot in fatigue and this ball handling, decision-making, and able to make shots, especially if you're a guy who has to get a lot of uh, vertical release on your jumper. Like if you jump high to shoot or you're not really, your float game ain't up to par. It just kind of depends what type of player you are. I just feel like Jalen Brunson needed to get the bag and he did such. And it's a lot of other guys who got some money. I'm not going to go through all those guys. So as a matter of fact, I'm going to save my summer league breakdown too. So I don't want you guys to, you know, tune in to these guys we got. I know you're going to judge them harshly because they got so much money if they fail. Which guys do you feel good about getting paid? Which guys are you like, man, there's no way I would have paid him that much money. And which guy are we going to root for and say, you know what? I hope he gets his team a championship. And I hope the Joker is able to get Denver one. I feel like this guy deserves one. He's a guy who he just plays hard. He's gotten better every year or he's, you know, perfected his body. Um, I appreciate watching him now more than I did, even though I don't think he's a superstar. But out of this group right here, man, I'd love to see Joker, Michael Porter Jr. and Murray get together, get healthy, and get a championship. So if the Lakers don't make it, I'd love to see them guys get it. But it's always Laker 82-16 over here, where we cover the grind of an 82-game season, and we want 16 wins so the Lakers can get the chip in the end. So don't get it twisted. It's still that type of show. I'm your boy, Chill B, Chill Bravado Podcast. I am out.